Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 33. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And of course, this is the weekly podcast devoted to answering all of your questions about having a virtual assistant, how you can become more profitable, more productive, and more efficient in your business by delegating tasks to a virtual assistant. Hey, in this week's episode, I want to let you know we are going to talk about some benefits of hiring a virtual assistant, specifically benefits of hiring a VA over hiring a traditional employee. And uh, not only are we going to do that, but I also want to share with you a story about how um, just something so minute, so simple um, can become a lot of stress in, in, in the days before having a virtual assistant and how that same little task that normally would have built into some amount of stress or anxiety over uh, procrastinating and putting things off, how that's no longer a problem. I'm going to share that with you a little bit in a little bit in this episode as well. But first, I want to just say uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you here in the United States. Uh, here in the States, we celebrate this holiday. It's a time of year where we can get together and just be just focus our time, energy, and attention on the things that we're thankful for. And uh, I certainly am very thankful for all of my clients that I've worked with uh, over the last several years, I am very thankful for each of you who are listening to this podcast, and I'm also very th- thankful for um, Andrea, my own personal virtual assistant, and I'm very thankful for Contemporary VA for the sponsorship of this podcast, uh, allowing me financially be to be able to spend the amount of time and energy I do on a weekly basis to be able to bring this content to you. So I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful for the things that I have. And I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to you all. And for those of you who are outside of the United States, I, I still pray that you have a very blessed week this week as well. I personally am looking forward to some time off. I'm taking my family uh, down to the Great Smoky Mountains. My family has uh, a house that sits on Lake Douglas just outside of the Smoky Mountains, and it is a very peaceful place to go and visit. There's no internet access that is there at the house, although uh, you can imagine I'll probably take my portable MiFi unit, my iPad, and We'll all have our iPhones and stuff like that, but uh, as far as broadband, high-speed internet access, there is none, and I'm actually kind of excited about that because I won't be drawn to sit in front of a computer while I'm there. I'm, I'm always enjoying my time. I plan on taking my Kindle down and reading some books and, and just really enjoying some time with the family and uh, enjoying some time, you know, kind of just recharging and relaxing. Hopefully, you guys will have some time to do that as well. Hey, okay, so this mundane task, one of the things that occasionally happens is I get forms from the federal government or the state government here in Kentucky, and typically my CPA will handle most of these business reports and filings and all of this other stuff. However, occasionally I will receive a form in the mail, uh, like the one that I just got recently that says that I, if you have more than 10 employees within any given month, you must fill out, you are required by law to fill out this annual report online. And of course, it it warns me of 
steep penalties and all kinds of imprisonment and all this other stuff if I don't respond immediately and go online. If you have more questions, go here. You know, and and, it, and it's all about it's all written to me. It's written to it's addressed to my business, and it's and and it. But there's this one line that says, "If you have more, if you have more than ten ten employees or more in any given month, uh, then then you are required to do this." But you know, there's this question in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, do I? Can I? I need to confirm. I don't need to worry about this. You know, I don't want to not think about this report and just ignore it thinking that well it said if i have if i don't have 10 employees because i don't have 10 employees in fact i don't have any employees it's just me and uh technically i guess you could say my wife she's a partner in the business and uh she doesn't receive a paycheck but that's okay we 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 pay myself well enough for the two of us so things are good there but still, I'm not, it's like this form, you know, and, and, and this is, I mean, this is just one form. I, sometimes I'll get these other forms, like my quarterly tax returns and stuff like that, that I have, I'm supposed to fill out. Well, of course, my CPA prints all of those UI3 documents and the, you know, the 940 forms and all that other stuff. They they do all that with their computer systems. And and so they mail me a packet and I just sign and date everything and, and uh, send checks when I need to. And and so they take care of all that, but still these forms come in, and and uh, occasionally I'll get one of these forms, and it just sits here. It's like I, I need to call and find out what's going on. Uh, so you know, what do you do when you get a form like this? So, you know, if you're me, what I've learned to do is I've learned to delegate that to my virtual assistant to find out what I need to do with it. So let me explain to you what I had did today. I got this form. Stephanie sets this form on my desk, and. And it's from the Kentucky Department of Unemployment Insurance, and and it's got all these warnings and crazy stuff. And I'm pretty sure I don't need to do anything, but I, I would like to just confirm that, this, just so I know I'm not missing something. So here's what I did. I took out my iPhone, and on my iPhone, I have a program called JotNot Pro. Now, JotNot, J-O-T-N-O-T is one word, JotNot Pro. And there, this is one of those applications you can get for your iPhone that turns your iPhone's camera into a scanner. So I just set the document down on my desk and I take a picture of it with my phone using this program and then it scans that document. It turns it in just almost as though I just faxed it. It it looks just like something that would come in via fax. And so it turns it into this scanned document and you can actually do multiple pages, by the way. Uh, if I had like front and back or, you know, four or five pages, I could just take independent pictures uh, and it will actually put them all together as one document. So I can send this off as a PDF. So I used my iPhone and JotNot Pro to scan this document in question. And I just emailed it to myself as a PDF document from my phone. And then I went from my phone, saved the document down, and I created a a case in high rise, which is what I use for projects that I have um, delegated off to my assistant, Andrea. And I just called, uh, let me take a look here. I'll just click here and tell you what I called this case. And it is in here, um, unemployment document question. All right, so I created this case and I put on here, Andrea, please call Sasha at Steve Rosh's office and ask her if she if I need to do anything with the attached form. I'm assuming that since I don't have 10 or more employees, I don't have to do anything here. However, I just want to confirm. And then, of course, I attached that document. 
Now get this, I, I sent that into, I put that in my project system here for uh, Rise, and of course it emails her, I have an option to email, have that note email out to her, and she immediately got the email and responded right away, and, and uh, she came back and says, hey, I called the office, uh, Sasha's out of the office today, but we'll be back tomorrow morning, I'll call then. So, and, and there's a follow-up task for Andrea, Andrea to cl- contact me and let me know whether or not I need to do anything with this form. So, uh, after I sent that case, all, after I submitted that case, I immediately took that form and I just filed it away in a pending folder here uh, for physical documents that are, that's here in my office. And, um, and, and then I forgot about it, pretty much forgot about it, except for the fact I didn't forget about it because I wanted to tell you guys about how another use that I have for my virtual assistant to just help me in these minor tasks because, you know, the question is, why didn't I just call the, my CPA's office myself? And the answer is because I can never get through to these people the first time. Well, you heard the response Andrea had. You know, Sasha's out of the office. Well, it seems that Sasha, at least she got through to the office. And more normally, it's like we're not available to take your call right now. Please leave your voice, your name, and phone number after the sound of the tone, and we'll call you back as soon as we get a chance. It's like yeah, you know, I just don't have time for this, and it just has to sit here in front of me, staring me, and saying, "Saying, ha." I'm an unfinished task. I'm an unfinished task. It's screaming at me. I don't know if you have documents that do that. They they just scream at you saying, ha ha, you're not caught up. Uh, but anyway, it bugs me. So I delegated this task out. It's like, listen, I want this on Andrea's to-do list, not mine. And so, you know, she can worry about whether or not she can meet up with Sasha on the telephone or or, or how difficult that might possibly be. I don't need to worry about that at all anymore. And so, therefore, I've put it off. And now the thing is, is it's like, well, how do I know this is going to get done? How how do I, what, what if Andrea drops the ball on this one? Well, this is why I love High Rise. I use High Rise and it has these things called cases and I go in and I've got these open cases. And if, like, for example, I'll just share with you right now, there are four cases in here. There's the 48 Days Cruise. Post webinar email follow up on all webinars uh, up to inside the studio, unemployment document question, and webinar on how to do a webinar. Now, um, there are some recently closed cases such as McKenna's dental needs, uh, which Andrea's so amazingly taken care of uh, because we talked about that last week or two weeks ago with Stephanie. Anyway, uh, GoDaddy blog pro, uh, blog, blog post um, proofreading. So she went and proofread an entire document for me. Uh, it's just a bunch of other closed things in here. But so nothing gets closed until everything is done on that project. And so these things can sit in here for a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple hours. It, it, it just depends. But the nice thing is, is that, um, oh, cool. It's like, wait a second. Did you know you can... You can create cases via email, add slash case, new case to the top of your message, then send it to your Dropbox. Hmm, I didn't know I could do that. Anyway, I'm just now reading some additional functionality here. But anyway, once once Andrea's completed one of these tasks that I've delegated, then I close the case, and the case is closed, and, uh, it, and it works really well. And so now I know... I don't need to worry about this. And occasionally I'll just go in and I'll just browse this like, oh, that, let me take a look at these cases. And, uh, you know, if there's an older case and there's like, hey, what's going on with this? You know, and, and so at least I know I don't need to worry about it. It's out of sight, out of mind. And that's exactly what I desire.
All right. So, yes, absolutely. I, I love having Andrea help me out with those things. And and we're going to move on to uh, the next part of the podcast episode here. That was a very terrible transition, by the way. I actually paused the recording to take a drink and, and came back. And I just realized just how unnatural that transition was. But uh, now you understand why it was so unnatural. Hey, anyway, we're going to move on here. Benefits of hiring a virtual assistant over having an employee. And of course, if you're not thinking about hiring an employee, here are still some benefits of hiring a virtual assistant. But if you are if you are thinking about hiring a physical employee that's going to work for you directly in your place of business, here are some things to consider. You know, number one, uh, I've got a virtual assistant is there when you need them. And that's exactly true for me. Um, you know, and I'm looking over at my Skype right now and I see Andrea Schumann is is online and available. And I could actually at any moment during the day today, I could just pull up in a chat window with her and send off a little note, say, hey, do you have just a minute? And she'll respond back either saying, hey, I'm on a call. Let me, you know, I'll be with you in just a moment or sure, what's up? And and it's, it's just she's just there when I need her. Um, and, and if she, for some reason she forgets to sign in on Skype in the morning, not a big deal. I just pick up the phone and call her or shoot her an email or whatever the case may be. I've I can tell you I've had Andrea as my assistant now for almost a complete year. Uh, it started back in January. And there has never been a time where I've ever had to wait more than 30 minutes of, of, you know, never had to wait more than 30 minutes when I needed Andrea. Now, is there a potential that I might have to wait an hour or two if I if I come up with a last minute project I want her to work on and get started on? Absolutely. There's that potential because she has other clients as well. But I will tell you, she is always there when I need her. And not only that, but she's there sometimes beyond uh, office hours, which I think is one of the other things that I'm going to be sharing with you here in just a few moments. So anyway, uh, here's another one. You only pay a virtual assistant for the hours you need them. Now, I've had people argue me with me on this one. I, I couldn't understand exactly their argument. But uh, I know for a fact that I am only char- I'm only charged for the hours or the minutes of time that I that Andrea is actually physically working on my projects. So um, if if I give her a project and and were to bring her up on chat right now and say, hey, would you do me a favor and will you call this client and schedule an appointment with them tomorrow? If that takes if that takes ten minutes of her time, and and she she was working on other projects and then she's going to spend 10 minutes on my project doing this and then she she's done with the rest of my projects for the day well today that means she she would I would only have use up 10 minutes of my block of hours for the month how I have it set up so I would still have 50 minutes left in that hour she doesn't round it up to the nearest hour she doesn't round it up to the nearest 30 minutes you know, I'm only paying for the hours for the time that I'm actually using my virtual assistant. Now, I do have my assistant Andrea on a retainer for 30 hours, so I, I am I am promising to use her for at least 30 hours per month. It started out with 20, but I moved up to 30 because she's so beneficial to all the things that are going on here. All right, there are no extra expenses with a virtual assistant, such as benefits or holiday pay. Uh, this is certainly true. I don't have to worry about you know the healthcare reform and stuff like that for employee benefits and and all that other legal stuff. Uh, it's just you know she's she's self-employed. She, she or well 
I, I get, I think, I don't know how that works with CVA, but I think she's even still independently contracted there as well. I, I don't know, but the, your virtual assistant is not your employee. They're an independent contractor. You're paying for their service. And so therefore they're self-employed and, and that comes, you know, in fact, that comes one of the part with that is oftentimes when you have a virtual assistant who's self-employed, they understand the pressures of having a business. And so they can kind of relate to you more than a employee who just doesn't understand, you know, you know, it's like, wait a second, I'm doing this project for you and, and you're charging the client this much and I only get this much. Why do I do this? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Virtual assistant certainly understands about taxes and self-employment and 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 providing benefits and overhead and and stuff like that. So that's kind of nice as well. A little added benefit there. All right, moving along. Uh, virtual assistants can use their own equipment, saving you costs. That is very true. I did not have to purchase uh, Andrea's computer. Uh, I do not pay for Andrea's internet access. Um, I don't pay for her telephone surprisingly. I mean, it's, it's, it, she just has all of those things available to her. And 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 I just, my only cost associated is to pay Andrea for her services. Now, I have talked in the past that occasionally you might want to buy a piece of software that's specific to your needs or something like that. But, you know, oftentimes in a situation like that, the, the benefit of having them be able to access your data in your way uh, is very beneficial. So, for example, like High Rise, I, I went ahead and upgraded my system to where Andrea has her own login, and and uh, it's radically improved everything because of the way that we can communicate through High Rise. Now it's just totally awesome. But yeah, but for the most part, your virtual assistants have their own equipment, and that saves you money. All right, virtual assistants are const- continuously upgrading their skills at no cost to you. I love this. Andrea is always out there. She's always trying to bone up on the latest things uh, as far as uh, shopping carts and and how how to do certain things, you know, blogging tools and tips and and stuff like that. And th- and she's she's looking to improve her own skills that she can offer to her clients and she's paying for that training on her own. Whereas I remember in in a lot of employment situations I've been in, it's like, you know, employees kind of expect the employer to kind of, you know, pay for their training, pay for their schooling, pay for their this, pay for these conference, go to that conference. Now, uh, you know, Andrea, if she she is continually trying to upgrade her skills and her knowledge and her wisdom in, in all the areas that she works in. And, and she does that at her own cost and on her own time. So another benefit Virtual assistants come well connected with networks of whom t- who, of other people who can help you. This is huge, um, a huge benefit. I mean, I know Andrea is very well connected. Oftentimes, uh, they're connected to so many other uh, virtual assistants, and and we've talked about you know in the past that not all virtual assistants are created equal, and some of them provide more value in certain areas than others. And so, Andrea may not be very well skilled in in turning out a transcri- transcription of an audio file that I provide her, but she certainly knows somebody that can do that. And uh, with a service like Contemporary VA, the sponsor of this podcast, um, you know, she, she actually knows people within Contemporary VA who can do that. And so uh, oftentimes my plan allows me to use the services of other VAs at Contemporary VA 
and not have to pay additional, but have that included in my 30 hours uh, that is a, on a retainer. So very beneficial there. And, and even in the case where, let's just say you have an independent VA that's working for you, at least they're going to know other people and, and get you the help that you need. And oftentimes can even arrange to have it all done for you anyway. Uh, very awesome stuff. All right. A virtual assistant can help you do tasks that you're not skilled enough to do on your own. Now, of course, we addressed this just a little bit a couple weeks ago when somebody had uh, noticed that I talked a whole lot about taking the time and being willing to train your virtual assistant to do things. You know, um, there are certainly some things that you may want to have done to delegate out because you're not good at them or you haven't haven't even got a clue how to do those things. Well... This is where you might find uh, in the process of uh, recruiting a virtual assistant, um, you may need to find somebody who is able to be, who is already skilled at the thing that you're not able to do. Um, Here's the next one on the list here. A virtual assistant, um, actually, let's do this one. You are free to hire as many or as little virtual assistants as you want, depending on your workload. That's the other thing. You know, we keep talking about my experience as as having a virtual assistant on retainer, but you can hire virtual assistants on project by project basis. You know, I might actually not need a full-time virtual assistant who does web work, but I might have a client who wants me to to create 15 different websites for them. And uh, in that case, if I, you know, I might hire somebody to help me do all of those things. And, And so in the... In that case, um, it would be very helpful to hire those out on a project by project basis, not saying, hey, let me have you on 40 hours a week, you know, for the next two years. Uh, But hey, I'm going to need you 40 hours a week for the next two weeks uh, to help me with these projects. And I can hire as many virtual assistants or as few as I want, depending on how much business I have coming in and how much help I need at that moment in time. There is no, you know, it's like, okay, I have to lay you off now. It's it's like, thank you for completing the project and, and as we agreed upon ahead of time. And that is, that's very awesome. Uh, virtual assistants are often willing to work outside of normal hours. So that is another benefit. And I know that Andrea is particularly uh, um, easy to work with in that area. And not that I've ever like required her to, but she's always been willing to help me uh, even outside of normal business hours. And sometimes on, you know, at, at night on the weekends or sometimes even on a holiday, she says, hey, if you need anything, I'll be here. And so uh, very, very cool stuff. There are no agency fees when you hire a virtual assistant. And I guess what this is talking about here is that um, if you were to hire a temporary employee a temp you might have to pay fees and stuff like that and then uh yeah so there again there those are just some of the benefits i just wanted to share with you i I know that uh, i'm always talking about some of the things that virtual assistants can do and and uh next week i'll share some more information some more insight give me a call with your questions though i would love to hear your questions 859-795-4067 again 859-795-4067 Hey, if you want to learn about podcasting, how to have your own podcast like this, go over to podcastanswerman.com. God bless you all. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon.